Hello, and welcome to another episode of Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield. I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. And also check out my brand new continuing education site. You can access it through Vet Team Training. It is hands down the cheapest online continuing education platform for veterinary professionals. I'm really excited about this topic. It's something I'm very passionate about and actually something I've wrote an entire chapter on in my book, Oops, My Team is Toxic. Recently, both Forbes, Harvard Business Review, a couple other websites picked up data from another website and that other website actually was resumebuilder.com. And essentially the title of all of these various articles that pulled together this data from resumebuilder.com said, three in four managers say Gen Z is the most challenging generation to work with and 40% of the group flagged a lack of technological skills effort and motivation. That's pretty damning title. And you know, Forbes had something like most managers agree that Gen Z is the most challenging generation to work with. Harvard Business Review posted a couple of articles saying the same thing. And so I really did want to talk about not just Gen Z, but the generations that are currently in our hospital, because I think that there's a lot of misconceptions out there. And I kind of want to just go back. What are the different generations? What does this look like? And let's talk about, are you, are, is Gen Z really the most challenging? Are they really the most difficult? Do they have a lack of motivation? Is that true? Or are we just thinking that? And if so, what data is out there? So let's talk about the data and some facts, but also ways that we can keep and retain various people of various generations. So when I was researching this topic for my book, I actually titled the chapter blame the millennials because still to this day, I hear that all the time. It's either millennials or Gen Z's. People seem to be very confused. So I wanted to kind of do a deep dive and really write a chapter on generational differences in a workplace. And I was surprised because I thought I would walk away from the chapter feeling like my generation, which is generation X, is actually a harder worker than the younger generations. And actually there's no data to support that. So let's talk about the different generations and kind of just generations in general. Well, it's interesting because we don't really get to identify who the generation is until they're actually in their 40s or 50s. So that means Gen Z, we actually don't have a great year that Gen Z is ending and it's kind of evolving with the next generation, which could be called Generation Alpha. So the greatest generation, also known as GI, grew up between 1901 and 1924. Obviously they're not in our workplace right now. Then the second generation that we named was traditionalists or also known as the silent generation from 1925 to about 1945. Baby boomers, very popular generation, right? Uh, we still have some of them working in our workplace. They're from 1925 to 1964. Gen X, that's me, um, 1965 to roughly about 1981. And please understand that if you, you know, depending on the literature and the research, they may vary by a year here or there. Then we have millennials, also sometimes as known as Gen Y, but most of the time they're called millennials and they're from 1982 to 1995. They finally just got an end year, but again, until we really get to know the generation, sometimes it's hard to define when the first year starts for the generation and when the last year ends for that generation. So Gen Z, you know, honestly, uh, sometimes they're called iGen, sometimes they're called Centennials. They start around 1996 and then we don't know when they end. We think that they're going to end in 2010, 
but we actually, there's some data that says Gen Z is ending in 2012, 2015. So we don't know their end date, but we know they started around 1996. And then Gen Alpha, okay, that's gonna be my nephews. That's basically 2010 until we have no idea. We really don't. We don't have an idea of when they basically end yet. And again, this is because we wanna see how their personality and their characteristics really kind of pan out for us to define a generation, which is gonna take some time to do so. So the younger the generation, the less we know about them. I wanna just dive into some of the big things that each generation was actually you know, built around. So my generation, I proudly fall into this category, and there's a lot of us in the workplace right now. We were shaped by the AIDS epidemic, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the dot-com boom, the early 1990s recession, the latchkey movement, all of these things kind of defined our generation. When we look at millennials, those were honestly defined by very different things. Unfortunately, 9-11, parental excesses, mm -hmm, the internet. The irony is that Gen Xs speak very negatively about millennials, even though with our time, Gen Xs were actually spoken about very poorly about the from the baby boomers. And so every generation always looks down on the younger generation. And so what is really defining Gen Z? Again, you know, I, Gen, you might hear that, or Centennials, again, somewhere between 1996 until we don't know, but we're thinking it's gonna end around 2010. Definitely the newest generation of our workforce, and therefore we know way less about them. They're pretty young, they're entering into our workplaces. Right now they're about 27, 28 years old, that's the oldest at that point, but we've got really young people entering our workforce. And so we honestly don't know a lot about them, except for that they're, they've really been shaped by all things technology post 9-11 terrorism life, the 2008 recession, also known as the Great Recession, instant communication and record-setting gun violence. So each one of our generations, unfortunately, has things that does impact us from a childhood standpoint and probably drives our motivations within a workforce. Now, baby boomers are a very different generation. They actually were managed by the generation called the traditionalists. And so they're used to, if I tell you something, you're just gonna do it. They're also used to working exceptionally long hours, being basically, you know, uh, driven by their profession, whereas all other generations are actually very similar. And I think that's shocking to a lot of people. Yes, Gen Xers, we're very similar to millennials and Gen Z. And so it's important for us to recognize there's not a lot of differences between the last three that I just described. Baby boomers, very different though. Here's an interesting thing. When we look at work-life balance, we often attribute millennials as being the original drivers of work-life balance. And that's not true. The Gen Xers, if you're a Gen Xer like me, you had baby boomer parents and you saw themselves work excessive amount of hours. You know, I remember my mom, my dad working 50, 60 hours a week. We were latchkey kids. And if you're not familiar with that term, that means we let ourselves in after school and the only goal was don't do anything too stupid and don't burn the house down. And eventually our parents would come home from work. There weren't any parental guidelines other than those things. Stay home, stay out of trouble, I'll see you, there's meals in the refrigerator. So we basically managed ourselves and that's what made us latchkey kids because we let ourselves in our own latches of our house and we were the first generation to do that. Because I saw my parents work so hard and so many of us did, a lot of us can officially say we kind of made a commitment early on in our childhood to say we don't want to work that hard. It's not that we're not driven by hard work. It's that our parents were excessive about it. Baby boomers definitely worked hardest. 
However, Gen Xers have a better appreciation for work-life balance and we started that movement. So millennials, even though you wanna take credit for the work-life balance, ah, it's actually Gen X who started the entire trend, which I found very interesting as far as data goes. Now, here's the other interesting thing about this. Baby boomers, as they're nearing retirement, they want more of a work-life balance. They're looking at the other generations and thinking, what was I thinking when I was younger? I want a work-life balance. And so pretty much even they are converting their practices in the way that they work so that they become more in line with the Gen Xers, the Gen Zers, and the millennials. So in 2007, there was actually a poll that was done and it looked at Gen X, millennials, and Gen Zs. And it kind of looked at these three questions. How important is it for you to be a leader in your company? Are you worried about whether your personality fits in at work? And do you worry about stress and work-life balance? And here's how all three of these groups actually answered. Basically 50% on all three generations thought it was important to be in a leadership role. All three, basically 50% worried that they fit in and about 50% on all three generations worried about stress and work-life balance. So it turns out that we're actually very similar comparatively to again, what we thought, which is, you know, gosh, these Gen Zers and these millennials, they just don't understand. We actually do have a lot of commonalities. The other three things that us, the generations actually all agree upon is we want immediate and frequent feedback. This is very different. Baby boomers actually understand that they might only get feedback from their boss or their manager once a year, but all three other generations place more emphasis on work-life balance. And we want to make sure if there's an issue at our workplace, we want to hear about it immediately. Don't sit me down a year later and then tell me about all the things that you have a problem with me. That's not going to go over well. The other things that we enjoy very much is we want a strong, trustful leadership and the freedom to work independently. All three of our generations very much want the autonomy to do our job and do it by ourselves. We don't like micromanagers. So if you're a micromanager, listen to this, you're not gonna get through to your staff because it doesn't matter which generation they're part of. Millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, we hate it. We don't like being micromanaged. This is really important. We all have a concern whenever we hear that change is gonna happen. Actually, all three of our generations don't handle change very well. Uh, yeah, I would say that, <laughs> I would agree with that as well. We also wanna stay in a hospital, in our workplace environment, because we feel like we're contributing to something to making a difference. This is perhaps really strong for the Gen Zers. Gen Zers have that same mission-driven job. It's not just a job to them, they wanna feel like they're making a contribution. And I would agree with that as a Gen Xer and millennials, I'm sure you feel the very same way. We all wanna make sure that we're feeling like we're making a difference. We also all embrace teamwork equally. No generation actually is better at teamwork than another, which is kind of interesting. And when we look at the top three reasons for why we like our work, guess what? Us three generations, we all listed the same thing. The reasons why we like our work are the same. We feel valued, we were provided recognition and appreciation at our job, and we work in a supportive environment. Yeah, I would agree that with that the same. Notice how money's not necessarily there. Listen, we all like money, but in the, the end, what drives us and why we like our work is actually the same between all three of these generations, which is very interesting. And I'm gonna make a call out because, you know, again, looking at back at blaming the younger generation, and listen, Gen Xer, if you're a Gen Xer like me, shame on you. 
The reason why we were called Gen X is because we were going to amount to nothing. The baby boomers looked at us, they looked at our 1980s hair, our, you know, the jelly bracelets, the jelly shoes, our bright blue, purple, pink, you know, neon colors. And they were like, this generation is going to turn out to be a bunch of losers. So they're Generation X. That's literally why we got our name. Is if, if That's the most insulting name, perhaps, of any generation. We literally got a loser name because they thought we were going to be losers. It turns out Gen X is totally fine. And millennials, you're completely amazing. Many of you contributed to, you know, creating the COVID vaccine and helping to, you know, deal with some of these very stressful events worldwide. You guys are kicking some serious ass. And Gen Zers, I have no doubt while you've just entered our workforce, I know you're going to be amazing and you're going to contribute awesome stuff to the world. And so Gen Xers, the people who are polled are mostly Gen Xers in these leadership things, citing that Gen Zer is the most difficult to manage. I'm sorry, that's what they said about us, so just stop. Now I'm gonna make another call out because when we look back at the top three things and the top three reasons why people like their job, the second one that I mentioned was that we were provided recognition and appreciation and that made us like our work. Isn't that interesting? Because millennials is cited to be, you know, oh, you're entitled, you need a you need a trophy for everything. Well, guess what? We all need trophies for everything. When we don't get the recognition or appreciation at our job, it has nothing to do with our childhood upbringing. It has everything to do with not feeling valued by our leader. What's so tragic is how we view Gen Z in the workplace is just terrible. In fact, there was uh, some data that was compiled by SHRM, which is uh, a pretty well-known HR website. I, I encourage you to check it out, shrm.org. Um, and they compiled some workplace data that suggested how does Gen Z view themselves in the workplace versus their managers. And it was actually really striking. And honestly, I feel really bad for anyone in Gen Z. So there's like really surprising contradictions to how Gen Z view themselves versus their employers. So basically Gen Z feels like they're working their hardest. They actually feel like they're working their hardest comparatively to any other actual generation. In fact, in one study, nearly a third of Generation Zs considered themselves to be the hardest working generation in their workplace environment. And the reality is, is Gen Z has, Z has seen some stuff. They were raised during the Great Recession. The reality is, is most of these younger adults in our workplace actually saw their parents lose their jobs, friends lose their houses, their grandparents had to go back to work. And so they know how important it is to work really hard. But if you ask their employer, their employer actually says, they're not working the hardest. So Gen Z's, you do think you're working the hardest of anyone, but your employer doesn't actually think you're working the hardest. I think that there's probably some truth in the middle, but it's really interesting. Now, Gen Z members actually fear that they're not ready for work. I thought that was interesting data as well. So having adequate professional connections or experience, 34% of Gen Z members actually said, they're worried about not having adequate professional connections or experience when they enter that workforce. That's kind of a big deal. They actually see education as a barrier and they're actually concerned about what happens when they go into workplace environment. Are they going to meet the criteria? Are they going to meet the expectations? And can they live up to demands because of the educational barrier? 
What's so interesting is even though this is a generation, Gen Z was born with cell phones. I mean, Gen X, we didn't even know what a cell phone was. We had corded, <laughs> cord, corded telephones um, where we actually had to dial the numbers. You know, those things didn't exist when we were kids. Um, technology has obviously evolved fairly quickly. And, and Gen Zs, honestly, a lot of them were given a cell phone at a very young age. But here's the interesting data. Three out of four, 75%, still want face-to-face -face interaction when they're getting their manager's feedback. And one in three prefer to communicate face-to-face -face regardless of the conversation. That's really important for us to know in workplace environments. I think we think, oh, well, they were born into technology. Surely they just want a text message or an email. And the answer to that is no. When it's something important or a true conversation, this younger generation, they still want face-to-face -face interactions. And let me be clear, all the data and all the information that I'm providing you, it may not pertain to you. There's some people, obviously, uh, on different cultures and races and religions that, you know, obviously buck the most common data points. And that's true with any generation. There are probably some baby boomers who are very lazy. They were not hard workers. They're very lazy. They were slackers. Okay, they probably should have been called Gen Xers, but they're not. They fall in the baby boomers. There's some of us Gen Xers who don't want a work-life balance. We're willing to, you know, kill ourselves just like our baby boomer parents. Those are few and far between, right? So again, we're looking at just commonalities and overall arching data. So here are some of the things that Gen Z, when they were polled by this um, one survey a couple of years ago, these are things that they really want in the workplace. About one third say they want at least some say over the work schedule. They don't want to just be told when they need to work. They actually would like to be asked and make sure that they can, you know, have some say on when they're able to work. One third say they won't be tolerated to, they won't tolerate being forced to work when they don't want to, or they will not tolerate being denied vacation dates off requests. And slightly less than a third would refuse to work back-to-back -back shifts depending on what the back-to-back -back shifts were. So for example, is, you know, if you're gonna do a seven to say 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. shift and then expect them to come back in, you know, at another ungodly early hour and do these 13 hour shifts, that's probably not gonna fly. They, they want some say and they wanna be able to contribute to their own schedule and their own work-life balance. Despite this generation, this Gen Z generation saying that they're working harder than any other generation, they actually suffer from the most anxiety. And then most anxiety specifically related to expectations, to achieving success and what they're doing with their job. In fact, anxiety concern is the greatest in Canada at 44%, roughly about 44% of Gen Zers when polled say that they are experiencing anxiety, dealing with anxiety in some sort of way. In the United Kingdom and the United States, it's roughly about 40% of that generation that's dealing with anxiety. And it's most prevalent above female respondents, about 39%, about male respondents, only about 29%. So how much do we really differ from us Gen Xers and even the millennials to these Gen Zers? The reality is probably not much. And we have to figure out how to work with them in our workplace environment. I think it's a misconception to say that they're the most difficult generation to manage. That's simply not true. That's like baby boomers saying to us Gen Xers, oh, Gen Xers are the most difficult ones to manage, when in reality, we just wanted slightly different things. But the differences between millennials, Gen Z, and Gen X, they're minute. Once you realize that we're all wanting the same things, maybe slightly different levels of them, then guess what? 
we actually can get along a lot better. As far as do they have less of a work ethic? I don't think that that's true and data hasn't supported that. When Gen Z wants to work, they know how to work and they're actually pretty hard workers. But we have to know how to tap into what motivates them and that's very different. Baby boomers said the same thing about Gen Xers. This is very true. Again, we were called Gen X because we were going to amount to nothing. Turns out, again, we were fine. But one of the things that we put a hard line on is that work-life balance. I watched my parents. They hated their jobs. They really did. They complained a lot at the dinner table about their jobs. They looked exhausted every day. And I remember thinking, work sounds just terrible. And then when I got into a workplace environment, I luckily found one that was really great. And I realized you can have a work-life balance, but you have to work for that work-life balance. Nowadays, Gen Z, they expect a work-life balance. And it's not because they're not hardworking, it's because they have seen some stuff. They also do know they do need to work hard. Again, they were kids of the Great Recession. If anything, they saw the importance of a dollar and they saw how quickly their lives can change when you don't have enough of it. So money to them is important, but we have to figure out how to motivate them. And it's not by telling them, here's your schedule and here's what you're gonna do because that's not gonna fly with them. So let's talk about how to engage our Gen Z workers and partially any worker for that matter, life balance, right? They want that work-life balance. They wanna contribute to a goal that they're really excited about, but they also basically wanna have their pie and eat it too. Is there anything wrong with that? Because the last time I checked, if I'm getting a pie, I am going to eat it too, which is really key. I've never gotten a pie and not been able to eat it, and if so, well then I'm pretty miserable. So that's true for our people who are Gen Z and millennials. Having a pie and eating it too, that's just a weird saying in and of itself when you think about it. You're gonna get the pie, you are gonna eat it too. That's how that works. So as a group, Gen Z, hands down the most entrepreneurial. They want the autonomy to work on their own. They want a little bit of freedom, which is really important. They're also super technology savvy. They're super technology savvy. In fact, I mean, again, they grew up with a cell phone and internet in hand, basically, from the time they were born. They are the only generation to have all those things at their fingertips. So we have to respectfully understand that work-life balance isn't an evil saying. We have to figure out how we're gonna give it to them. Can they help make their schedule? And if they can't, can we understand to them or help them understand why they can't contribute to making their own schedule? Or maybe in the future they can. What does that look like? And within reason, right? Like, here's what I need you to work. What is your availability this week? Also lead by example. Gen Z doesn't like to be told what to do. And they're not gonna just obey previous generations. Hey, listen, Gen Xers, we get this. Like, hey, that's exactly our movement as well. It's just that maybe everything's a little bit heightened by the time you get to Gen Z. Millennials ramped it up a little bit and then G Gen Z is basically saying, we're not gonna take it. Like, we are definitely the we're not gonna take it. Gen X was like, I'm gonna take it a little bit. Millennials are like, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna get, take a little bit of it, but I really don't like it. Gen Z is like, nope, absolutely not. So they wanna choose an employer that they wanna work for and they wanna feel like they're making a difference, especially in veterinary medicine. In veterinary medicine specifically, what are we driving towards? Saving animal lives, right? Like that's our all our mission, giving great client service, increasing that pet owner bond, you know, keeping those animals healthy. If they don't feel like they're directly contributing to that, they're gonna walk and they're not gonna deal with a bunch of BS just because you told them to do it. So let's be very clear. If you're managing someone in a millennial or a Gen Z state, and listen, Gen Xers, I know you feel the same way. 
our managers, as a Gen Xer, I want my manager to lead by example. If my manager doesn't show up, if my manager doesn't work as hard as I do, then what is the point of me working that hard? And that's gonna be a direct reflection on whether or not I wanna stay in that workplace environment. We have to recognize that they might seem very confident, this Gen Z generation that's coming in, but they're not. They're very nervous about their education and their skills. We have to give them growth opportunities. We have to educate them. Hey, did I mention that I have an online continuing education platform? Hey, it's my podcast. I'm allowed to plug my stuff. But honestly, we have to be able to provide education and opportunities for growth for a veterinarian, veterinary technician, veterinary assistant, client service rep. This is a big one. Such a high turnover position in our hospitals because we provide them no education. We give, sit them down, we go, here's a telephone, here's a computer, just check people out. Uh, I'm sorry, did you coach them through how to handle a grieving client? No, you didn't? Oh, shocking. Wait, did they just run out the door screaming and they're looking for new employment elsewhere? Uh, yeah, wonder why. So they come in very concerned about their own education and knowledge, and yet then we don't provide them any. So what a career pathing you do? I, I talk about career pathing and pairing it with salaries and making sure it's fair for everyone. Gen Zers are looking for those things. They wanna feel supported by their hospital. One other big heightened thing, and again, it's not really a difference. I think it's really heightened. It's focusing on the individual. You know, baby boomers, you get 10 of them in a room and you could just say, go do this. And they would understand it's the job. I have to do this. There you go. Gen Z wants personalization. And as a manager, if you're not communicating and not sitting down at least every month, ideally every other week, listen, I write about this in Oops, I Became a Manager, as well as Oops, My Team is Toxic. I can't stress enough that you will put out less fires as a manager or leader if you care deeply about the individual, and that means you have to know the individual. If you don't care about the individual and you are just like, you know, running the entire team as one big group, well then you lose the individual, and that means, guess what? That individual doesn't feel cared about, they don't feel like they're contributing to a greater good, and they're gonna go find another job. And because Gen Z's in particular want you to care about them. And I know some of you are saying, I don't have time to care about everyone on my team. Well, then you probably don't have the best organizational structure. You need to look at that. You need to figure out, do you need other layers of leadership and you need to elevate those other people? Remember how 50% of Gen Xers, Millennials, and Gen Zers wanted to end up in a leadership role? What's your career path for individuals in your hospital to make that happen? And I know what you're saying, not 50% are gonna land in a leadership role, but it doesn't necessarily need to be a title of a manager or supervisor. You have to give them responsibility and they have to feel like a leader. Making people feel like a leader is really important because that means I care about you. I also know you are a big contributor to this hospital. They're more likely willing to stay. All three of our generations actually want a good culture. It's not like Gen Xers go into a hospital environment and think, you know what, I hope this is a really shitty hospital environment. I hope it's super toxic. I hope the people are very negative because that's what I tolerate in my generation. Absolutely not. Again, baby boomers, you all were probably the most tolerant generation. But as we have gotten away from baby boomers, there's, again, more commonalities than there are differences between the next three generations. And guess who really tolerates it the least? Gen Z. Gen Z doesn't tolerate to toxic cultures. They don't tolerate discrimination. They don't tolerate misalignment between words and actions of management. They want to be in a healthy culture and they have less tolerance for it. Gen again, every generation, very similar, but degrees of tolerance. And so in our Gen Xer, we might tolerate a toxic culture for a little bit. Some of us put it up for way, way too long. 
Um, millennials, you might tolerate it, but Gen Z, they're like, you know what? I want to go find happiness elsewhere because I don't need to deal with this. And they're right. They don't right now. It's a buyer's market for veterinary medicine. They don't have to put up with your negative hospitals culture. If they don't like it, they'll go find another um, hospital. And guess what? You will hire them back a year from now or two years from now because you're still going to be short staffed and they know it. So they can go ahead, balls in their car court as far as hiring goes. We also do need to give them clear direction. We have to have clear expectations. We have to check in with them regularly. And again, I hear what you're saying. I don't have time to check in with my team. Hey, you need to do that. They need to know how they're doing and that constant feedback. Again, Gen Xers, you know this. I don't want feedback a year from now. We've all had that really terrible performance review where a year from now, your manager sits you down and is like, hey, seven months ago, we had this issue with you. And you're like, why didn't you tell me that? That doesn't feel good. This is, again, every generation has a little bit less tolerance for each one of these things. But again, Gen Xers were the one who started all of these things. So we can congratulate ourselves for that. So Gen Z really does like to make sure that uh, they know what the expectation is. Are they doing good job? Do, are they you know, following up on deliverables? And we, ideally one-on-one -on -one weekly meetings would be best, but I know you don't have the ability to do that. But again, once a month, every other week, 15, 20 minutes, that's all we need to do to check in and make sure they're doing okay. And I'm gonna mention this because I think one of the other big calls out, call outs that we're seeing in a lot of studies is we have to worry and focus on their mental health. And that is very different from like Gen Xers. And it's, listen, I think Gen Xers are just delusional. Most of us just ignore that we have anxiety. But when you're deep down talking to Gen Xers, a lot of them are like, no, we do have anxiety. We have a lot of depression. Uh, we just don't like to talk about it. Gen, Gen Z is a lot more comfortable and open about talking about mental health. Good for them. I think that's amazing. But as such, we also have to support that. You know, we have to be able to prepare to figure out how can we help someone through things and also get them the support that they need. Now, ultimately, it's always up to somebody to help themselves. And that's hands down the biggest life lesson that I learned myself. But we need tools and resources ways to compassionately come to, to them and say, hey, I, are you struggling with X, Y, and Z? As, as an employer, as your manager, I care about you. I've got a list of resources. Let's talk about how I can help you. I think, you know, one of the things that I hear from a lot of managers when I'm coaching them is, you know, oh gosh, these Gen Zers, a lot of them need mental health breaks. Well, why do they need mental health breaks? What are we doing wrong in a workplace environment that they need so many mental health breaks? Well, they've been working a lot of overtime. You know, there's a high uh, patient to technician ratio. You know, we have a, we don't have the best, uh, you know, healthy culture. Okay, well then we need to fix those things so that they enjoy working. And there's no shame in enjoying working. And I think for older generations, we think, well, you just have to work to make money. And some of that is true. Sometimes you just have bad days, not every day. And I don't think Gen Z is delusional that every day is gonna be sunshine, rainbows, and unicorns, but they expect mostly to really enjoy their job because here's the thing about work-life balance. If you enjoy your job, then you enjoy work at home. If you hate your job, you're gonna go home, you're gonna bring that with you, and you're gonna complain to your friends, your family, you're not gonna have a good work-life balance. And consequently, your home life, if it sucks, you're gonna bring it into your work life. That's what's gonna happen. And you're gonna bring some stress into your work life and that's gonna be stressful and you're not gonna have a good work-life balance either. The thing that we really need to focus on again is the individual and that's so important. And I know for some of you, if you're a baby boomer, listen to this, or maybe you're a little bit hardened Gen X or some of you are like, 
They just need to come in and do their job. I can't be caring about every single individual. And isn't that a callous way of thinking? Because I've, I've coached managers who say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to sit down and do these counseling sessions. No one's asking you to do a counseling session, but checking with your employee and saying, hey, how are you doing? Can I do anything differently? Are you doing okay? It's really important. Remember that Gen Z, again, the great recession, they had to go through that and they watched their parents go through that. Listen. In the 90s, my generation, Gen X, we watched our parents go through a recession. For some of us, and many of us, in fact, we still talk about our parents that lost jobs during it. It was pretty scarring time. My parents struggled during that time, and I remember thinking, I never wanna be in that situation. And that's true for Gen Zers as well. In fact, 61% of Gen Zers, and actually 62% of millennials, think that buying a house is gonna become near impossible for them. They actually, 50% of them actually think that becoming, uh, creating a family, actually having kids is going to become near impossible, if not a lot harder. They actually worry about promotions. They worry about actually getting advancements and they worry about raises. These are all things that they saw their parents struggle with. And guess what? They're worried about it. And so that plays into their anxiety, which seems to make a lot of sense. Work is actually central to Gen Z's. When they're polled, here's what's shocking to a lot of people. When polled, the number one most important thing belonging to their sense of identity is their friends and family. So 64% say their friends and family is the most important thing to their own identity. Millennials, by the way, you're at 70%. However, work is 49% of their identity, meaning that work is more important than, and this is the other things that were pulled, it's more important than their hobbies, playing or listening to music, or even exercise. And for a lot of us Gen Xers, that's eye-opening. We, if you could, if we had said, what do you, what do you think is more important to Gen Z, their work or their hobbies? We'd probably go, oh, their hobbies, because they're so lazy. Yep, there you go. Super terrible to think that generation. But when you ask the generation, actually work is very important to them. So it's nice to know that they care about their work. They're just not gonna put up with any BS. And can we really actually blame them? Again, given that most of us who are Gen Xers, we literally went into the workplace with the same mindset. And I'll confess yet again, when I was writing my book chapter for Oops, My Team is Toxic on generational differences, and again, that title is, is of that chapter is called Blame the Millennials. I wrote it thinking, I'm gonna find all this data about how millennials and Gen Zs are so different than my generation. And I was wrong. I was very wrong. It was shocking for me to find data after data, big studies um, from Gallup to Forbes to Harvard Business Review to psychological or psychology professors really diving into the different generations, not only what they thought of themselves, but what actually the data shows in workplace, whether or not we see less production coming out of, you know, workshops or, you know, even line work or things like that. And the answer is no. Gen Z is a very productive workforce uh, group. And same with every single one of us. All our generations work really hard. It's just that we have different tolerances for things. And again, Gen X, you entered into the workforce, myself included, not willing to put up with just doing the grind and being unhappy like baby boomers. Baby boomers, interesting, again, data shows that you have less of a tolerance than you did 15, 20 years for it. You're not willing to just keep on working. You now want a work-life balance coming into retirement if you're not already retired. So 
We started the trend Gen Xers, but it's been ramped up from every single generation from here on out. Gen, X, or Gen Z is not difficult to manage. They just have the same expectations, but more of them. So we have to figure out not only how to manage them, but millennials and probably even each other. And we do that by caring about the individual. I cannot stress that enough. We don't, we're not a machine. This isn't what we do. Most of us who entered into veterinary medicine are high impacts. We really care about animals and consequently, we really care about people as well. But we get lost in the daily grind. We think, oh, here's another vaccine appointment. Here's another dental profi. Here's another emergency. Here's another surgery. And we just keep going and going and going. We forget about the person and then we don't manage them as well. And then the Gen Z group, they're not going to put up with this garbage because they're the ones that have ramped it up even further from millennials. They're just not willing to deal with it because they know there's plenty of other hospitals out there that are going to utilize them the way they want to be utilized, the way the culture that they want to see, and that they're going to feel like better contributors. So it's not just because we think that they're so different than us. That's just a misconception. Actually, they're very similar to us. They just want a little bit more of what we already want. So that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. I hope this really helps you in looking at your own generational gaps in the hospital and recognizing actually we're all pretty similar. We got to care about the person. We have to figure out how can we help them. Coming from a place of kindness is always going to get to what we want from that particular individual, that team member. Sit down, ask them, say, hey, what do you like about the hospital? What can I do for you as a manager, as a supervisor? How can I help you? Tell me what you don't like about this hospital because I want to fix it. I want to keep you here as long as possible. These are the conversations we're not having with our workforce. And because Gen Zers are not wanting to build up with any garbage, they just walk out the door and we go, oh God, this young generation, they just walk out. I mean, I can't even stop. They're just not willing to tolerate anything. No, they're not because there's a million other jobs for them and life is too short. And they recognize it's great to have fun and have your cake and eat it too, which is really important. There's no reason why we can't have cake and eat it too. Anyway, thank you for all that you do. I hope this challenges you in your own generational gap thought. Uh, keep on being unicorn and please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com.